This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is finally over. The Kapler wait has ended. It was announced yesterday. Jim Salisbury, the first to report it, that Gabe Kapler being dismissed as the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies after two seasons, Gabe Kapler will no longer be the Phillies manager moving into the future. We will dive into it all. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It's October the 11th, Friday, as we head into a weekend with playoff baseball set. The ALDS and NL, ALCS and NLCS are set. The ALCS, the Houston Astros, and the New York Yankees will battle in a clash of titans and then the washington nationals and the st louis cardinals in the national league is the dodgers upset by the nationals that is certainly not music to phillies fans ears, but um that is at least certainly in this city the the number two story in baseball at the moment is the phillies yesterday announced that gabe kapler would not return as manager of the season we'll dive into it all statements from the team from kapler uh, what it means, potential replacements. Let's just start with the the decision itself and, and how it played out. First and foremost, as you've heard me say many times if you listen to the show, that I uh, had no problem with the Phillies deciding to move on from Gabe Kapler. I have made it very clear that I don't think Gabe Kapler was the biggest problem. I think it goes higher up than him. But that uh, you know, Gabe didn't, for me, do enough to, to keep his job in terms of... Um, the way he handled the clubhouse, the way he handled the media, all that type of stuff. Ultimately, I think it's just worn thin and, and the time has come. So I'm, I'm fine with the move, but ultimately I do think that Kapler is really taking the blow here for the people above him, who are ultimately the people who truly failed and the people who ultimately um, won't have to pay the price. Uh, granted, you, know, you would think that one more year without the playoffs probably would cause... John Middleton to move on from Andy McPhail, Matt Klintak, and of course this coaching search, a new manager will be brought in, and, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, whether uh, John Middleton said that Matt Klintak will be leading the search, but I think you know, most people assume that it will end up being a John Middleton decision. Certainly the final say will be John Middleton's as, um, as uh, you know, so uh, look, um, it's going to be a really interesting dynamic with this team heading into what's a massively important offseason, which obviously we'll continue to talk about. But um, the Gabe decision itself, uh, look, I understand the decision to fire Gabe Kapler. Again, I, I don't fault the decision. I fault the, the decision to keep people above him. But I, I also I do think that the way it played out was not great. You know, like the idea that Kapler was essentially sitting in the wind and, and kind of twisting and, and waiting for 11 days, you know, was, was in the office at times, as was reported. And um, it just started to feel after a certain amount of time with all the rumors and the, the you know, uncertainty that ultimately it started to feel 
like a little bit, you know, you start to feel a little sympathetic for Gabe. You know, as Gabe is is going through this, he's a human being. He's um, you know, obviously wants to be the manager of the Phillies and um this very public discussion about his job is taking place and his job is on the line yet he's you know kind of just waiting and i think that while again we talked a lot on the last show about the two sides of the the middleton debate the idea of of meticulous and thorough is that good or or indecisive and and that's bad um and regardless of of which way that that you know kind of shifts more towards I think there's no question the way it played out from a a perception standpoint didn't look great and again I think it's made Gabe a sympathetic figure I can tell you the yesterday on WIP the calls after the firing of Kapler were very sympathetic towards Gabe they were very um, pro Gabe which is not what you would have expected you know when you hear you know all that you hear about a guy who was essentially reviled in this city for for such a long period of time um the way this played out has really kind of um has kind of changed the the narrative a little bit and i think that as the season turned more people started to blame kapler uh, excuse me clentac more than kapler and as that happened and then as kapler kind of twisted in the wind it started to make gabe a little more sympathetic and uh, I think it's really interesting because you would think that when Gabe was ultimately fired, it was something that this city w- would have been, you know, waiting for and 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 hoping for for so long. Seemingly, that um, you know, I was kind of surprised at the reaction. I was surprised that it wasn't necessarily as as clearly a positive move as you know, you would have expected it to be. So, from that perspective, um, it's interesting. And I think it just puts more pressure on an organization that is already under a lot of pressure to make the right decisions, to have a big offseason, to find a way to kind of right the ship when, again, we've had back-to-back seasons of, of disappointment, 82 and, uh, 80 and 82, and then 81 and 81 is just not good enough for this Phillies team. And as a result, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of expectations heading into this next season. And whoever comes in as new manager will have a lot of expectations on their shoulders. And um, I think the way this played out is just kind of added to the fan base's questioning of the organization and the way they go about their business. Because all the recent evidence has said that they are not doing a good job and that there's really no reason to trust that, that the power structure of this organization knows what they're doing. And with that in mind through that prism it's hard to look at the 11 day stretch to decide to fire Gabe Kapler after all that you know um it's hard to look at it as any other way but indecisive and a little bit dysfunctional and you hope that's not the case obviously but ultimately um I I think the way it played out I, again I don't have a huge problem with with the decision to fire Gabe Kapler I think he's being scapegoated to a certain extent but again, I don't know if he ever would have worked in this city the way he goes about his business. He's just not a baseball guy, not a Philly guy, even though it's funny. He played in the league forever, and, and he's, you know, he certainly knows the game. But um, I think in the end, it just wasn't the right fit in this city. Um, I And look, maybe he learns from this and goes somewhere else and manages. I know he's already being considered a candidate for the Giants opening. Um, as Farhan Zahidi, the... the uh, um, head of that team uh, used to work with the Dodgers, new capital there. But regardless, um, 
I, you know, I just don't think Gabe would work here, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay with firing it. Just the way it all played out, the fact that Klintak and McPhail are back, and then on top of that, the way it played out and the way, again, Kapler kind of twisted in the wind and it showed an indecisiveness, I think is just um, wasn't great, <laughs> to, put it, uh, to put it bluntly. It wasn't great. Um, statements from the team as the Phillies um, ultimately announced the, the dismissal themselves and um, had statements. Uh, John Middleton, um, with this statement um, to the fan base, several years ago I promised our loyal fans that I would do everything in my power to bring a world championship team to our city. I will never waver from that commitment. During the second half of the season and continuing into this week, I've evaluated our organization extensively, a process that included talking to many people both internally and around the league. Reassuring to me was the endorsement that people outside the Phillies gave to the progress we have made recently, both organizationally and on the field. That's an interesting line because I don't know where he's hearing that. I don't know who he's hearing it from, but I don't know what progress they're seeing. You know, I think, look, the Phillies won one more game this year than they did last year. That's certainly not on the field progress. I think we could say that pretty clearly, right? Or at least certainly not massive progress. And then organizationally, I mean, the farm system's gone backwards. They're a, a top bottom 10 farm system. They were higher before. Prospects haven't panned out. They haven't developed well. Um, so I don't know where he's getting that idea. Who's telling him that? Whether there's true good motivation with for them to tell him that, but... Man, um, that worries me that, that he feels that they are making that progress. That's, that's nerve-wracking. Middleton, Middleton continues to go on. He says, Nevertheless, with the knowledge that I've gained from my evaluation combined with my personal reflection on the 2019 season, I've decided that some changes are necessary to achieve our ultimate objective. Consequently, we will replace, consequently, we will replace our manager. I'm indebted to Gabe for the steadfast effort, energy, and enthusiasm that he brought to our club. And we are unquestionably a better team and organization as a result of his contributions. With Matt leading our search for the next general manager, or excuse me, for the next manager, I am confident that we'll find the right person to lead us. That's what I referenced before that Middleton said Matt Klentak will be leading the search. That is something that, um, man, I like. I don't. I, I find it hard to believe that Matt Klentak is making this decision after Matt Klentak just lobbied for Gabe Kapler to stay, his handpicked guy then you're going to fire his guy and say, all right, go pick somebody else? I find that hard to believe. I think, in reality, I think this is more of a John Middleton decision, and I think that he'll want Klintak to be on board. But I think, ultimately, John Middleton has the final say in what goes here, and um, I don't necessarily buy that, that Klintak is. Maybe Klintak is organizing the information and, and scheduling interviews and stuff, but I just don't see it. Um, I just don't see it. And um, again, that, that line that I mentioned about Middleton talking to people outside the organization and being reassured that the organization is making progress both on the field and organizationally, that is worrisome. I, I Again, because they have not, certainly not progress that we can feel good about, right? I mean, does anyone feel great about the progress they've made from last year, this year, and over the four years? No, of course not. They won 81 games this year. They're a 500 club. And again, organizationally is the biggest problem. There's no talent throughout the organization. They don't have guys that they can count on to bring up and be quality players for this team outside of a couple of guys. So that is 
legit worrisome to me, and I hope that Middleton um, is putting on a public face, but that maybe he doesn't necessarily truly believe it. But um, that's a worrisome statement, and I also wonder who is saying that to him. Um, Matt Klentak also uh, offered a statement. Uh, Klentak said, uh, On behalf of everyone in our baseball operations department, I wanted to thank Cap for his tireless commitment to the Phillies over the last two years. When we hired Cap, it was our goal to develop a positive, forward-thinking, and collaborative culture throughout the organization that would allow us to compete with the best teams in the league year in and year out. While we have fallen short in the wing column the last two years, I can confidently say that Cap's efforts have established a strong and sustainable foundation for this organization moving forward. In the coming weeks, John, Andy, and I will work diligently with others in our baseball operations department to find the right individual to build upon the existing foundation and bring a championship home. To Philadelphia, sure. I mean, look, the stuff about Kapler that they say is is nice and and dandy, but you know, if they believed in him that much, if they love him that much, he'd be back. So, um, very uh, vanilla statement. Not much to say there. Kapler also puts out a statement. Um, I'm grateful to John, the Buck family, Andy, Matt, and the entire Phillies organization for giving me the opportunity to lead this team for the last two years. I have tremendous respect for this organization, this franchise, and this city. Kapler goes on to say. We came into 2019 with very high hopes. We fell short of those, and that responsibility lies with me. The next Phillies manager will inherit a team of talented, dedicated, and committed players. There's been nothing more fulfilling in my professional career than the opportunity to work with the players on this team. I will forever value the relationships I developed with them. As I move on, I know this organization is a great spot with a lot of success. Moving for, going forward, my hope is that I help to contribute to developing a culture of the organization that flourishes in the years to come. Uh, and he wishes the franchise best wishes and uh, knows that they will find a better leader and person. Uh, he said he's a better leader and person from having had this uh, experience, this opportunity. Um, I think classy from Gabe. You know, you expect nothing less. He has shown nothing but class um, his entire time here, after, in many cases dealing with, with things that maybe aren't so classy. And uh, he has done a, a really... Admiral job, admirable job of, of taking punches and, and kind of just going about his business. And I respect Gabe for that. I'll miss him for that. Uh, again, obviously it angered us sometimes during press conferences when he wasn't real with us and all that. But I think ultimately on the whole, a good dude who um, was a stand-up guy. And um, I thought that statement said so. I think um, Middleton and Klentak statements, look, um, press conference today at 1 o'clock at the uh, – stadium and um it's going to be really interesting uh those statements are prepared whatever it'll be interesting to see how they answer questions when they're asked about why they made this decision how the managerial search will go the fact that clentac didn't necessarily uh, agree with the decision it'll be asked about that they'll be asked why is matt clentac coming back when the struggle he had issues too uh he'll be asked about why it took so long to make this decision? What was he doing? What was he thinking? There's a, there's a lot of fascinating stuff that's going to come out of this uh, 1 p.m. presser. And uh, I think the questions that are asked and also the way they are answered are really going to be important to decipher moving forward here as they will be a very important part of this, obviously. Um, the direction of this organization as these three guys, for better or worse, are, are the people in charge and, and have to answer for, for these decisions. And... I think it's going to be really interesting. And, you know, again, those statements, they're, they're nice and they are pre-prepared, but um, they don't really tell us anything. And uh, 
ultimately I think seeing them answer questions will be will be really interesting. And again, I really do think that it's important that someone ask, you know, the decision to bring back Andy McPhail and Matt Klintak, because as I said before, and it's crazy because Gabe Kapler seemed like public enemy number one in this city. Everyone hated him. And yet some point over this past season, over the last month and a half, two months, it turned. And the majority of Phillies fans blame Gabe Cap or excuse me, blame Matt Klintak more than Gabe Kapler. That happened. And I feel like it still happened. And thus with Matt Klintak and Andy McPhail, who might have a lower approval rating than any of them, after the if we don't, we don't comment, and just generally being, you know, not seen and useless essentially in, in, in the fan base's eyes and only coming out to say annoying things. Um, they're all going to be up there and they're going to be held accountable by the reporters who are essentially speaking for the fan base and, and asking questions for the fan base. I think it's going to be really interesting to hear how those questions are answered. Um, why is Matt Klintak back? You know, why did, why is Gabe Kapler being blamed for, you know, a bad bullpen, a bad starting rotation, all this type of stuff. I think, I think those are questions that have to be asked and it's going to be really interesting to see how John Middleton answers them and how, um, Klintak and McPhail respond to them. So 1 o'clock, that's going to be a must-listen type of thing. I know it'll be aired live on WIP uh, if you want to hear it there. So it is going to be a uh, really important press conference, one of the more hyped uh, press conferences, I would say, in, in Philly sports in a long time in terms of, of interest and intrigue. And um, there are a lot of questions that need to be asked. So um, we'll obviously talk about that on Monday when we come back next week and um, you know, dive into this whole situation more. But for now... Um, I think, you know, you feel bad for Gabe, but I also understand the decision to move on. And um, I think it's going to be really interesting. I, I wish I wish they were move, changing the front office structure. That's not happening. But um, for now, it's going to have to start with the manager. So speaking of that, um, replacements. And the Phillies have, uh, it seems, leaked out. We've, we've, you know, there have been multiple reports saying that the Phillies are interested in someone with managerial experience, someone who's been there before. And that certainly makes a lot of sense. Coming from Gabe Kapler, someone who clearly, um, it appears, had a um, a loose kind of clubhouse, a uh, lack of accountability at times, um, someone who's more their friend maybe than, than the adult in the room. I think having an adult in the room, someone who, who has a little clout, has a little cachet in that clubhouse, I think it's going to matter. And I think it'll make a difference because... Um, this group of guys isn't an old group of guys. It's a younger group of guys, and it's a younger group of guys with a lot of players who've never been in leadership positions before like they are. I mean, Bryce Harper was in Washington his whole career, was never the leader there, never the guy who everyone looked to. He is here. And I think having a manager who can take some of that off and can lead as well and can kind of, um, again, have that command and that presence, I, I think will help this team. And I think that report makes sense. Sometimes you hear reports and you wonder whether they're true or not. I think this one's true. I think that Phillies are looking for someone with experience. So uh, with that in mind, a few names um, have been linked to them already and, and obviously popped to mind clearly. The big ones, Buck Walter's name has just been linked to the Phillies this whole process. Before Clint Kapler was fired, like the whole dime has just been Buck Walter, Buck Walter, Buck Walter. So I think that's a really interesting name as Showalter, of course, has – experience with uh, both Matt Klintag and Andy McPhail from Baltimore. And um, there's a connection there. Another name, Dusty Baker, uh, connected to McPhail, knows McPhail, uh, obviously an old-time, old-school manager has been around 
interesting name as well. I think that's a name you'll hear in the, the running. And then Mike Sosha, who is my last choice by far. I think Sosha would be a disaster. He's not won anything since 2002. He is very anti-analytics, very um, gruff, and doesn't get along with front office as well. Not a fan of Sosha, but a, a name you'll hear has been connected. And then the two big ones, which looks like have, have the most opportunities, other plays as well, are Joe Girardi and Joe Madden. Madden has been linked uh, heavily to the Anaheim Angels, but a uh, report yesterday when all this came out saying that the Phillies job did pique his interest, and um, so still in the running there, and then Girardi has um, been linked to the team as well. And I think Girardi, of all these guys, would be my top choice. I think he's the nicest blend of, of new school and old school, but someone who um, he's won a World Series manager. He commands respect in that locker room, uh, no-nonsense type of guy. I think Girardi, for me, my top choice. Uh, then... Uh, Madden after that, um, though I think people, it's funny because I know a lot of people would love Joe Madden, but he's very similar to Gabe Kapler, at least in his outlook on baseball, um, but more of a everyman kind of guy um, outside and, and otherwise, so I think he'd relate better to the city. And then um, I like Buck Showalter, to be honest. I don't, I don't, he's not my top choice, obviously, as I'm saying, but I think you could do worse than Buck. I think, and Buck, if I had to bet right now um, who will be the next manager of the Phillies, Buck Showalter would absolutely be my bet there's so many connections he's already been connected the job in the media multiple times and it seems like he's very interested in getting back into baseball and he is the exact type of guy they're looking for someone with experience someone who can walk in that clubhouse and um, set some accountability um, you know kind of command it be the adult in the room buck makes a lot of sense and then you think about the connections to mcfallon clentac someone they could work with um, have worked with before. I think Buck Showalter is the, the clear lead candidate in my mind for the position. Um, and uh, I think he makes the most sense. I think Dusty Baker makes a lot of sense too because of the connections and that old school type of guy who you know, I think that would also be an unsurprising hire. But ultimately, I, I think they're going to go for someone who has experience. I, I do buy that report. In fact, I believe it wholeheartedly it just makes too much sense and i think it's the right move again coming off kapler coming off the kind of more um you know laid back type of manager look we've seen this work before i mean going from terry francona to larry boa and then from boa to charlie you know going from those kind of one extreme to the other has worked the buck show alter with the yankees they go to joe tory go from fiery buck to to chill tory and it works, you know, that, that type of thing works. Sometimes you just need a, a different, a completely different type of voice, a completely different type of way of going about things. And um, again, I do think Buck commands a, a respect and a um, has some cachet that, that, you know, Gabe just couldn't possibly have. Um, and I think for this group of guys, this younger group of guys, I think it matters. So I think you'll see um, someone like that end up getting the job. And again, I think Buck makes... So much sense, and as we continue to, to dive into this, obviously we'll talk about the managerial search next week. And also, you know, look, there's there's still a ton of to do for this team. They have to hire a scouting director. They have to hire uh, a number of position um, like coaches and training strength staff and training staff. And they also, of course, have to build a bullpen and build a starting rotation and hopefully sign Garrett Cole. An interesting note from Todd Zlecki that we'll dive more into next week. But on WIP yesterday, he said I was told late in the season by somebody that. The Phillies plan to have another aggressive offseason that they plan to spend money. And that is great to hear because guess what they need to? Garrett Cole just dominated the Rays two games in the uh, ALDS. Uh, one of the best pitchers in baseball, a free agent, a Boris client. Um, I think that's someone they have to go all in for. 
Um, it's everything they need. Him and Noah at the top of the rotation automatically changes the landscape for you. And look, they're going to have to spend to compete, and this team wants to compete. That's what they're doing. They're making it very clear. So it's good to hear that from Todd Zlecki, who's plugged in, knows what he's talking about, but obviously we need to see it happen as well. Either way, we'll, we'll continue to dive into that as the uh, offseason goes on here, and of course we will, more importantly, um, talk about this managerial search and react to what happens today at 1. Definitely tune in for that. It'll be really interesting to see how these three guys, Middleton, Clentac, and McPhail, handle these questions, how they respond, what they have to say. And then after that, how we uh, we all dive into the managerial search and, and see what they end up doing. So uh, next week, we will continue um, this discussion. We'll see what they have to say today. We'll dive into it. And, uh, of course, we will look at the managerial search and, and then start to look into the offseason. Again, there's so much to do, so much going on, a massive offseason for this Phillies team coming up. So until next week, have a wonderful weekend. And thank you for listening to Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.